0: Hello and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. My name is Carla. I have been a dog groomer since 2014. Over time, be it before an exam, at the side of a competition ring or online, I have had many a quiet chat with fellow dog groomers who, like myself, struggle at times to balance life, work and maintaining a healthy well-being. My aim is to talk to both professional dog groomers and mental health professionals to help us understand what triggers stress and anxiety within our industry, why so many of us struggle with our mental health and what we can do to help ourselves. I also want to share stories and handy tips to make life in the salon easier. I am not a professional in mental health and I am not qualified or trained to give advice in this area. I am however interested in mental health and what effects our work can have on our well-being, and finding ways to help. So. Whether you are a brand new groomer or you have been at it for decades, whether you struggle with your mental health or work with a groomer who does, this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. This week I'm talking to Kelly Davis and we're going to look at the ways that competing outside of the salon can actually help you when you're back at work inside the salon. Also how to prepare for a comp and make it as stress-free as possible once you get in the ring. It's a big step to jump in that ring, but once you get going, it's so much fun. You feel the buzz of adrenaline and everyone's doing their own thing, but you're all there together. It's amazing when you think of it. Kelly is someone who has competed for a long time and she has many placements under her belt. She has a City and Guild Level 3 and she's completed her hires. She is also on the Guild of Master Groomers. She won the Competition Judge of the Year 2017 and she has won PIF Grooming Business of the Year twice she has her own dog and cat grooming school in the southwest and she won the tv show pooch perfect so here we go Hi Kelly, and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers. How are you today?
1: Hi Carla, thank you so much for having me on. I'm amazing. I feel really, really good. The sun is shining. Life's pretty busy at the moment. Yeah, it's really hot,
0: isn't it? This week.
1: It's lovely. I'm love. I'm loving this. Changes everyone's um, personalities. I find when the sun's shining.
0: Yeah, it lifts everyone up a bit, doesn't it? I get a yeah. bit of vitamin D and a bit of bit of summer buzz about you. <laughs> lovely. So, can you just introduce yourself and like, let us
1: know a bit about what you do as your job? Yeah, of course. So my name is Kelly Davis, and I am a dog and cat groomer. I'm also a dog and cat groomer teacher trainer. So I teach people sitting guilds qualification and the cat grooming qualification. I have been grooming for over 23 years, I want to say. Brilliant. <laughs> I think it's 23 years. I've got my own business. I've won the Grooming Business of the Year award twice. And two years ago, I won the TV programme, Pooch Perfect.
0: Amazing. So, yeah, you know your stuff then, really.
1: <laughs> I enjoy my stuff. That's, that's the main thing.
0: So I've got you on today to talk about grooming competitions, because um, obviously you run Super Groom as well, don't you? Which yeah. that one competition of the year a few years ago. Yeah, well, it did it? One,
1: yeah, one event of the year. And we'd only, I think it was only our second or third year in, but yeah. that was pretty cool.
0: No, it's really fun. So, yeah, so to talk about competitions and how not just they benefit you in the competition industry, but also back within your salon as well yeah um so to start off with for someone who maybe finds um advertising and promoting themselves a bit tough how does posting about your com- competitions and competing on your business page help you stand out from other businesses around you
1: well I think um once you start posting things like that people you know general members of the public your clients start to look at it look at you slightly differently like a bit more passionate I don't know like people come and say oh I see you went to so-and-so at the weekend and you're like yeah yeah so they look at you looking at your job not just as your job but as your hobby and now sometimes that can go against you because they think you know maybe they shouldn't charge it you shouldn't charge them as much because it's like a hobby to you but also I think if you if you teach people the right way and explain to them that yes it's my job but I also do it as a hobby and I love doing this and like this is I put money into this and this actually makes me a better groomer because every time I go somewhere I learn something and then it really makes people look at you slightly differently um, yeah because it means that it's, you're passionate and and you're doing it within your own time as well so it does it definitely does help
0: and it's nice that they sort of check in with you as well because if they've seen that you're out competing do you find that they come in the salon and ask how you've been getting on and
1: yeah probably... definitely and I find that they come in and say, "Oh, I told my auntie my auntie so-and-so or I told my daughter and so I told my granddaughter you've been off and you've you were doing beauty the other day and they kind of they love it it gives and also a lot of like sort of the older generation gives them something to talk about I definitely
0: find that with the older ones sort of I like granny sort of age come in yeah. and, oh what have you been up to since last time so and, cute
1: I love it yeah. I love to talk- and I love to chat so I'm always out there and the girls are like come on like I'm like <laughs> ten, 10 minutes every client is just well that's a whole day's work gone for Cal because she's out there chatting to her customers
0: <laughs> from what we were saying like do you think it makes your customers take you more seriously because they can see you pushing those grooms to a higher standard and yeah because
1: then the, whenever every time you compete you learn something so when you come back you always say to them oh i've learned this and or i'm changing this about you, this dog screen maybe it's like flare on the leg or something and some people go oh my god that's so good because it means you're learning and progressing and who wants to have someone that's not learning anything in life or, or stay stagnant i mean you always yeah. want to look at someone whether you're paying a service for this that or the other you always want to look at them and think you know if i went to the hairdressers and i went in they saw oh guess what i've got this new product i've got this that makes you think oh they're really good at their job because they're passionate about it, enough to spend time and time money out of their own times to go and do this as a hobby, you know?
0: Yeah. And I find as well, like, um, when you borrow customers' dogs to compete, mm. they, they then see the groom improve massively when you're taking them away. And again, mm. that gets them talking to their friends and posting on Facebook, Oh, look exactly. what my groom has done. And
1: then yeah, social media is really good for, um, for, you know going away and competing and then tagging the owner I mean they love it don't they, they yeah they phone oh you know and they come in and then and you see them in town with the dog or something and they go oh this is my groomer you know shouting across the road to someone it's just lovely It's it gives them because obviously they're like the babies aren't they so
0: yeah of course but if you um if he was like someone who wanted to compete with a customer's dog thinking about that actually would you encourage the groomer to bring the owner along or is it best to sort of just take the dog what would you probably advise? not
1: because what tends to happen is the dog you know the owner will stand at the ring it's okay fluffy mummy's here you know we don't we don't <laughs> need that we don't need the <laughs> owner shouting across the ring to fluffy whilst we're trying to groom him and then he's trying to jump off the table so ideally not and it gives you a chance to build a bond with the dog as well you know it's always yes. better if they hand over the lead and the food and the crate or what have you at the, at the groomers. You say, see you, see you on Sunday and off you go. Off you go. Yeah. yeah. It does actually It gives you a really nice opportunity to build a bond with the dog. Get that trust and that, you know, they're in the car with you. They're in a hotel room with you. They get to show your bed. It's a really nice experience, actually. Even though it's really nerve wracking, it's just nice to be able to do that and bring the dog home safely and say, look, you know, he's had a lovely weekend and send them little picture updates as well. People yeah. love that or he's in the bed with me, or we're just having a, you know, snuggle, so (laughs) it's lovely.
0: Yeah, I've borrowed loads of dogs from customers um, over over the last sort of probably seven or eight years, Mm. and I've only ever taken one customer with me once, and it was, hard work. <laughs> it was really hard work yeah they wanted to walk in from the car to the um to the entrance and you're thinking oh no don't let them in that flower bed oh have yeah. just spent an hour and a half two hours prepping that dog out oh don't let it walk on that bit of dirt I'll head for a tree and let the dog cock its leg up a tree and then yeah. you know that it's going to go straight yeah. away but yeah to see it go through a rose bush on the way into a
1: competition not was fun. not and it's those it's little nice things that, that can stand you off from someone else. It's those little things that can make you, you know, get pipped to the post by somebody else if your feet are, are a bit mucky or, you know. Yeah. Or not it's...
0: quite as straight or as prepped yeah. like as well. Yeah. I think. And the other thing is, I think the owner realised that he was trying to look at her a lot. So she kept trying to hide. Well, when oh. she was trying to hide, he's trying to look for her all the time. Oh, so no. I'm trying to like scissor this head in and then all of a sudden, whoop, what's it, oh, <laughs> no. it over there? Um, but I can totally relate to what you mean. When I've taken dogs yeah. away just by myself, it's so nice because they, they don't know who else to look to. So they yeah, immediately nice. look to you and you become like their little protector for the weekend. Yeah, definitely. And you, you develop a really unique sort of bond with these
1: dogs. Yeah. and You wouldn't normally spend time with, you know, like apart from the groom. So it's a yeah. really nice to have that sort of 48 hours with them.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really nice way to start competing as well and sort of find your feet with a dog that you're used to grooming in the salon. You know, it's going to behave well. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a really nice way to start competing, I think. Definitely. Um, so people, um, people are always trying to find ways to speed up their grooms. Um, do you think that competing helps you in the salon to get your dogs done in an efficient time frame?
1: absolutely because in when you're in the ring when you're competing you have no choice you know you can't say to the judge wait 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 there i'm not quite finished (laughs) but you have got to get it done in that time it's like scissors down you know that's it game over so you know because we all say to the owners two minutes i'll just tinker with that bit two minutes or what have you that's that option's not there when you're competing so it definitely does make you break down the groom in a way that you never thought you would have done when i first started i just didn't think I would ever have broken no. it down like that, you know?
0: No, and I think when you're competing, sometimes you, I don't know how, what order you do your grooms and things in, but I tend to just block in all the outline first yeah. and then go around again and put in the yeah. shape that I want, and then go around again and put the finish yeah. that I want in Definitely. afterwards. So I think, like, the discipline of doing that in a salon and, like, being able to move on, like, instead of no, getting stuck hard. on one leg for, like, 40 yeah. minutes because you can't quite get the right yeah. shape, you, you, like, your competitions, yeah. Yeah. you can't do that because you can say, uh, oh, look, at the, look, look, Mr. Judge or Mrs. Judge, find... I've got one nice leg, but the rest isn't done yet. You have to you have to get used to just getting it yeah, done yeah. moving on, don't you?
1: What I found really weird, I did for a while, I, when I was competing, I used to um, just start changing the way I was doing things. It's like, why am I yeah. doing this? why am mm. I starting with that area and stopping with that area or I just get a new pair of scissors and start and I'm like why why what mm-hmm. mentally makes me think that that's okay to do that why don't you stick to my normal routine stick to my normal equipment and products but yeah I had a little spat for a while two or three years so I just started using new products new scissors in the ring it was like yeah. put myself under extra pressure it's so so bizarre
0: that's a really good point yeah and I think I think I probably can relate to that because mm. like I do occasionally change up the order that I'm grooming in because sometimes I think if I'm struggling to get the head right, if I, you know, put, put the neck in first yeah. and then work on the head or perhaps I could put the head in first and then make the neck balance into the body, things like that, just changing around which ways you do things to see if it alters um, yeah. how easy it is to do things. But there certainly was a period of time when I started grooming where I had I was getting lots of advice of a lot of people and they all mm-hmm. had brilliant advice but the advice was very different oh start here do this work on this and then someone else to say yeah. start no 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 no, don't do that start here look at this angle do this and <laughs> individually that worked great for all of them yeah. but in the end i ended up getting quite confused and it took quite a long time for me to settle into a a Find your own so, role which, yeah yeah
1: yeah is, yeah I, I think taking advice from other people is is great but it's it, it, again it's i think it's a way that people give advice maybe they should say Maybe they should not say, you have to do it like this. Maybe they should say, this is how I do it. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and and I've, I've offered this advice to many people, but maybe you should adapt that slightly to how it works for you. Because I think yeah. as a, young groomers and young competitors, we get told stuff and we take it as gospel. But actually, it's not. Just because that person's been grooming for 50 years, it doesn't mean to say that what they're saying is right. And it doesn't yeah. mean to say it's going to work for you. I think everyone's just got to take what they need out of the bits of information they get and then create their own mould of, um, mm-hmm. of, of their way of doing it because everyone's different everyone's brains are wired up differently so everyone's got their own little system and
0: yeah I think that's flows, really good
1: advice yeah as long as it flows and it works and it you know you know you know where you're going you know where you've been and you know where you're going to that's the main thing but I think people get a little bit too consumed with what other people are saying to them
0: yeah definitely I, I've definitely been there and done that one um yeah. so if someone's looking to compete for the absolute first time mm-hmm. um What would you say they need to look for in a good competition dog to start with?
1: Well, I would say it's got to be a dog that they've got a nice connection with. Mm -hmm. um that's well well behaved not like crazy on the table or you know away from its owners because a lot of dogs suffer from anxiety don't they being away from their owners and and it's good to travel but also it's got a really really nice coat to work on so something that you haven't got to spend ages trying to get a nice finish on you know some coats you just clip or scissor you think well that took me two minutes that's what you want you want something that's really easy it's got a really nice finish that can be you know done quickly because you know you don't want to be working on a red poodle (laughs) first time scissoring it's just, just <laughs> yeah you just well shoot yourself, shoot yourself in the foot because that's just you're never going to get very far and it's not a very satisfying feeling you think this is not and you're not getting the finish you want you want a yeah. nice black or something dense or you know a white that's not going to show it so much yeah um, so yeah definitely all those things all of the above
0: yeah and as far as organization goes would you suggest perhaps writing a list in the run-up towards the competition i know sometimes i've made a list the night before and i've literally forgotten at least four things and I'm running around I think I actually did to you actually at Supergroom this year Kelly Kelly I haven't got any trimmers have you got anyone who's got any trimmers
1: so I do (laughs) lists upon lists upon lists so especially if you're taking a, a crew away with you or what have you but my my best advice would be get your list for yourself so in the car journey your list in your hotel room your list like silly things I'll always forget my toothbrush which is really annoying because I like to brush my teeth literally have a list for everything list for the car journey list for the dog has it got food water you know everything has got to be listed and then yeah. you can just tick off your list and put that list away get your next one out so that's my best advice for for that making sure you're completely organized because there's nothing worse I competed once when I was I don't know probably about 25 and I forgot all my scissors oh no all of them a whole lot I had to use Tina's who was um who's me and Tina used to work for Leslie at the time I had to use Tina's scissors and she had really long scissors and I wasn't used to them and I like to do a bedding I bet I went, your oh hands
0: ate the next day oh
1: my god I, I was so young I actually won that class anyway but that was amazing that was wow. it was in a little um it was in a little hall back in the day but oh, I'm forgetting all your scissors I mean how stupid is that I literally I remember unpacking my box and then repacking it and obviously I forgot yeah to pick up my case of scissors
0: so easily done I always forget a noose I always yeah. forget a noose. Oh, do you know what? I've got about 12 nooses in my salon and that's because whenever I get to a competition get a new and the one. thing is is that the competition I never really always need to use a noose yeah it's just one of them things you're supposed to have if yeah. you need
1: and it. you just think and damn think,
0: it. Oh, I'd rather not be the only one who hasn't got one nooses yeah. trimmers and um I've got I don't even know how many water bowls I've got in my coverage because <sighs> what happened is obviously it's one of the things you do with your dogs before yeah. I'm ready to go yeah I've got all their food in. I've got all the water in. Yeah. I get all their toys in. Everything else, and I will get to literally the, the nearest town where I'm about to join the dual carriageway. There's a pet's at home there, and the amount of times so I've stopped in there on the way to competition, <laughs> the and going, I need a water bottle. I need a water bottle. <laughs> it's
1: typical, now. It's, it's so silly little things, but lists. Yeah. Oh my god, list, 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 list. And you can put them in your phone, in your notes, and you can actually tick them off. Oh, can't you put those little boxes yes. and tick them off? There's yeah, so many right, ways yeah. of doing a list. I love a good list.
0: <laughs> and um. What would you say like the best classes are to enter for new people? It depends on who you are, how
1: much, um, you know, experience you've got. If, if you're a sort of relatively new to grooming and you've never competed before, you could go into the beginners. But however, if you've been grooming for a long, long time, depends what the, the show rules are really. That's yeah, very very important to read every show's rules ideally because yeah, like they're so all. different aren't they yeah. as well ideally would like them all to be sort of universal at some point but it's quite hard when you've got shows that are um, catering towards the champions and then you've got shows that are more catered towards the, the newbie groomers which is the ones that they're up at you know the ones that we want to encourage so my show's slightly yeah. different i do have diff- slightly different rules but that's because i want people to come in i don't want fe- people to feel like they can't It's really important for me so I think the main thing for that is to make sure that they read the show rules and if they do fit in the beginner, beginners category, definitely need to go in there and start yeah. off slowly get loads of critique and um, yeah. surround yourself with nice people <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, that's very important and if you if you have competition nerves like what what do you sort of get people to tell themselves like say if any of your students decide to start competing, how do you get them to calm themselves down?
1: Rescue remedy and lots of it. <laughs> I love Rescue <laughs> Remedy. It's so good. So Rescue Remedy, pe- lots of pep talks, um, yeah. making sure they got all their equipment organised and the dogs, you know, literally just constantly being supportive, really. That's that's all you can do and, and just telling them it will be all right and just to enjoy it because, you know, I'm not going to be shouting for them, so-and-so can you answer the phone or so-and-so, you know, there's going to be none of that. It's literally no. you and the dog and just zone the hell out of it and just get in, get in there and, and put everything you've been taught to good use and practice and really, really take in the moment and don't look at anyone else don't lift your head just get into your dog and yeah actually it's the most it's actually the most magical thing once you're when you're in the ring and you're doing it it's such a nice feeling not to have to answer the phone not to have to look out for clients like you know
0: yeah it's just so, a nice buzz about the ring generally isn't it yeah. usually once you're in and you're going everyone's got the same sort of um yeah, I mean, adrenaline little rushes yeah and all the dogs are sort of like you know what's going on oh, I'm yeah of attention
1: i do love the uh like the unity of all the groomers in the ring especially if it's people like you've competed with like your little competition journey you see them in the ring you're like oh my god how you doing and then like give other a cuddle and I just I love that whole sort of side of it Um, yeah
0: I know because when you compete obviously if you sort of go into sort of a certain class and that tends to be mm -hmm. the class you compete in Mm -hmm. you do end up sort of standing next to similar groomers sort of competition after competition so if you can get yourselves friendly amongst yourselves and have a good little um, connection, then it makes life a lot more fun in the ring as well. I know that even like mm-hmm. say like when we said about remembering to pack stuff, there's been times I've forgotten stuff, and I'm like, could you mind if I borrow your that? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. fine. And I'm like, oh, I've brought some Harry Bow. Do you want some? Yeah, I was just going to say some. that.
1: There's been times <laughs> that I've forgotten things, and I've gone, oh, like, I quite quite sort of shy, and I would, would be like, has anyone got? And then like someone would run across on the other side of the ring with, with yeah. what I wanted, and I'm like, oh my god, are you sure? Are you sure? And then I felt bad for something you don't, and they're like, no, no, it's okay just dump it on my table and then I felt I felt guilty for asking feel shy yeah. about asking but actually people are like yeah all right, it's cool no worries and you're like oh, because I would give away my last pair of scissors you know and use a, a manky old pair that I had in the bottom of my box to make sure you yeah. know that's so I kind of am but to, for someone else to do it to you you find a bit like oh it's a bit weird but everyone yeah, does it's so it's nice. overwhelming
0: but it's nice it's just yeah, it shows, nice. it's nice to show support to each other definitely, definitely. Um, and so if someone wanted to compete but they thought, oh, I've only trained up recently, would you say that it's a good time to start when you're a beginner or would you say, no, no, to wait till you've been doing it a bit longer? Um, oh, you know, get in
1: there, get in there straight away because yeah. I think when you're a beginner, you, you, there's so much you don't know. And once you're in that ring, you're, you know, you're looked after and you're given so much constructive criticism that it, it makes you grow so much quicker than if you're just a groom for five years and then start competing would not be the same person yeah I feel like people
0: really tend to try and almost sort of mother the beginner Mm, classes and the real newbie groomers I think the newer you are the more people will try and help I think yeah definitely it's easy to think I think when you're new oh but I I might make that mistake or I might do that
1: but no it's great it's great if people don't know stuff because then you can you can you end up spewing more stuff to them as, as a judge when you're going over the dogs. Like, oh, if you did this and you did that, you can get that, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And like, actually, I tell you what, you could use that product on that, and it's actually more enjoyable judging a beginner class because you can really like really give them loads of it, loads of constructive criticism. For that. It's great.
0: Yeah, that. that's really important. I think for people to bear in mind. I know, I know, when I first started competing, I'd only been dreaming about. I think I'd just finished my level three I'd just yeah, done I just don't remember two years. yeah master yeah. room that was I had yeah. this little um blonde cockapoo that I borrowed off a customer I took around a lot and um my thing in my head because I oh, always I worry dog. yeah I, I used to take it around time. quite a lot that yeah. um and in my head my worry was like oh what if people say something so I always try and mm. think of something to calm mm. myself down after they've said it even though they haven't said it yet do you know what I mean like a backup yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just thought no, I'm going to go into this competition and ring. And if anyone did say anything, which they didn't, because everyone was really nice to me, but if they did, that's why I'm in a beginner's class, because I'm a beginner. Of course I yeah. don't know. I'm a yeah. beginner. Why it's would you expect fun. me to know that? I don't yeah. know that. So I think if I'd have joined if I'd have started actually a couple of years later, yeah. I might have been more nervous because I wasn't yeah, yeah. a beginner
1: absolutely yeah
0: so
1: it's definitely, yeah it's definitely great it's yeah for newbie groomers if they want to start competing it's definitely best to just get in the ring and start yeah. and go to as many shows as possible make as many connections as you can network the hell out of it and you'll have a lovely little grooming family lovely little, little grooming bubble that you'll get to meet up with yeah. every time and it's just really nice it's a really nice way of living I think
0: yeah and so um as far as feedback goes because we sort of touched on that earlier um, can you remember any feedback that you was given that really helped you?
1: Yeah, so there's been, oh, because I've done, quite you know, been doing it for quite a few years. I've, there's been so many different points when whilst I've been competing that someone said to me, oh, just add a little bit more shape there or just do this, to you know, tighten up your finishing. Um, and I think over, like, periods of time, like the, the little nuggets of information you you take away with you you, you start on on with your next screams and when you go to the ring next time and then it's nice when a judge says to you i remember when you did it like that but look at you yeah. now that's when you that's when you know you do it yeah. you know, you're listening to the so yeah i think over the time there's lots of little bits of information that you soak up and um and then you just carry forward into the next time but then when people start to notice it's lovely and it's lovely. has there been any
0: feedback that has sort of made you feel a bit disheartened and how how did you deal with that if so
1: I'm not, to be honest, I'm not really the type of person that I've got quite, not thick skin, but I'm I'm quite, you know, I will take take on board stuff. And if I've done something that's not quite to someone's taste or if it is genuinely a mistake, I will just take it on the chin because Mm -hmm. I would rather have feedback and constructive criticism that someone said oh yeah it was nice but it just didn't cut the mustard I'd rather for someone say to me "Kel, that was awful that side was lower than that side or that you know yeah I had fox terrier once and I stripped out all the and inside just right underneath oh, yeah I yeah why I did it but I was so nervous and I literally and I was like and then like everyone was laughing just tidy it tidy
0: it tidy it, tidy it. Just, oh, well you couldn't it was God.
1: literally like a complete like egg time, you know I was just like what have Aww. I done but, you know, I was very young then, and I was just, in, like, the nerves got better. I mean, I just overstripped, yep. and it just... But after that, you know, it was like... I but you didn't mad. do
0: it again after that, though, I
1: did you? I didn't do it again, no. I, no. Right. I looked like a right donut. It was like, oh, my God, it's just on my... I think I'd just done my hire all the time. I don't know why I had folks smashed it. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what had come over me, but it's that nerves when you're in the ring, and you just think, I need to do more, I need to do more. But... um, yeah I mean they were like obviously you've messed the head up <laughs> I was like yeah I know <laughs> and it was like but, I'll just take it because I know I've done it you know there's nothing wrong with admitting that you've got, got something wrong for god's sake Everyone and just, do
0: you know what I think there's so so many more people in the industry that should literally say what you have just said there is nothing wrong with admitting that you've made a mistake no,
1: absolutely not. That Why is, not that is like so no one's perfect for god's yeah. sake in, no, in business in life and everything no one's perfect
0: that's something to remember as well like no like Definitely. nobody is perfect and you're Everyone there to learn. learn
1: yeah and you've put yourself in that position which makes you a better person and you're wanting to be a better groomer that, that's it that's all in all about it you, you know people say give it all the mouth at the side of the ring oh look i don't like the state of her dog and all that well you, you haven't got the balls to get in the ring so pipe yeah. down.
0: <laughs> and that's the it other does. thing to take away i mean i i mm. I Don't tend to stand around if I hear anything like that, and it's not often that you do, but when you no, do, you it really annoys me that people do that because,
1: yeah.
0: um, you do think, well, actually, that, that person has just made a mistake no. that
1: day or didn't know, or, or is there or to also, learn, or been bathing and preparing that frigging dog for like two months. Yeah, you've come and you're, you know, I can hear you bad I mean, I over the years, I have turned swung around a few times and said, you need to pipe down or you need yeah, to be I quiet have. because it's just bloody. Darn, right, rude, and also if that person had heard, or you know, because it's it's literally sour grapes. There's no there's no reason someone's that opinionated. They should be stood up making a seminar or what have you, but they don't. So um, it's just human beings are weird and they annoy me sometimes with that sort of behaviour. But yeah,
0: think, luckily it's sort of kept minimal. Um,
1: yeah, but I yeah, with grooming, isn't... I don't think we really realise how. Like I know everyone says oh, it's a bitchy industry, but people say oh, I mean I'm, I'm horsey. I'm from the horse industry and also from the hairdressing industry. And mm-hmm. um, I got two hairdressers together once, two of my friends, and I was like, "Wow, it's still a really bit." They were very standoffish with each other. I was like, "Wow, it's still a very bitchy industry," and they were like, "Yeah, yeah. it's not like grooming, Kel." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I've tried to unite, you know, get them to network. No, no, I came really, from like um,
0: from a dancing. Background, yep, and dance yeah and from a in background and mm-hmm. I tell you what it's everywhere it's rife it's not it I is, don't think it's it just is. grooming it's everywhere and, and
1: that's what we've got to accept that's what human beings are like but actually grooming because we've got that that initial connection over the animal is slightly different it's yeah and you understand silly.
0: how much work's gone into it yeah yeah
1: yeah I do think there are you know obviously you do get people that are a bit silly but um generally I think when a groom is around each other generally a lot of people want to share information. Yeah, and talk about their grooms and what they can improve on. Whereas if it was a different industry like hairdressing, we know no people would be sitting around drinking coffee talking about their hairstyle they've just done. They just wouldn't. No, they just, no. Won't, they just won't do it.
0: If someone um, really was too nervous to go and start competing, what yeah. are the benefits of just going to a grooming
1: competition? So just going, you can get to see the process, how it works, Um, especially like if you sort of really overthink things. If you go and you stand next to the ring, you can say, oh, actually, it's not too bad. You just walk in with your table, set your table up. And then if you take an assistant with you, they can help you. So I think if someone sat outside the ring and sat with someone who does compete or has competed and they're thinking about it, then that person can then offer them advice and say, look, if you look at how that's happening, that's what's going on next. Then the judges will come around and they'll do this, then they'll do that. And just seeing the process from start to finish yeah and actually scissors down random applause everyone's in the ring it's like woo! I've done it you know I mean, yeah you see it, it's not as scary as what the idea of it is
0: yeah I definitely agree with that I watched one grooming competition before I competed because mm. I thought I've been to one I thought it was brilliant if I watch too many more I'll probably put myself yeah. off so I might <laughs> as well enter the next one and just see how it goes like say beginner's class um and yeah it it really opens your eyes when you go for the first time that's for sure yeah. but then when back when I started grooming I think there was only really starting to get things like seminars around the edge of the competition rings as well like it I think the longer I've been going the more I've seen it become sort of the norm that grooming competition mm. have the seminars where you know you can go and learn and for usually quite a bargain actually compared to yeah, a, a four-day seminar that you'd pay.
1: And it's so nice that these people are so experienced, uh, always agree to come and share all their knowledge with people. I think it's lovely. So Yeah,
0: I remember especially when I first started going to school comps, I, I didn't have enough dogs of customers that I could borrow to compete in all of them. So sometimes mm. I'd compete and sometimes I would literally have myself booked out all day. Oh, I've got this seminar at two o'clock here. Yeah, I've got yeah. this seminar at half, half two, quarter to three yeah. starting here. Oh, I've got to get over to that stand because I've got to quiz that trader about that product. Yeah. You know, that I want to know I a bit just more think- about
1: I think people that think they don't need to go to any seminars anymore, people that think they know it all, it's, that you know, those are the ones that are going to become lost because so many people do do so many things now. And they're like, it doesn't matter how many seminars you go to, but if you just get one tiny little bit of nugget of information from that, mm-hmm. it'll just give you a slight edge over the groomer down the road or slight edge to the competitor next to you. And so when it comes to super groom, because obviously that's your competition, yeah.
0: um, can you tell us a little bit about um, why you set it up what makes it different to the other grooming competitions and any other information you want to sort of
1: add on? So Super Groom, I set up, uh, oh God, I can't remember I set up, four or year, four, five years ago, we had the pandemic, didn't we? So we yeah. had to stop for a couple of years, but I set it up because we're in the, I live in the southwest of England and there's no grooming competitions down here at all. Everything is in Coventry or up that way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Devon and Cornwall groomers don't come out of their sort of um, area. So I think the Southwest is a really good place to set up a grooming competition. Yes. Is that I don't have any champions there. So I don't have anyone that's won best in show. Um, I mean, you can have a champion there that's not won best in show, that's fine, but not people that have won best in show. It means that you're opening up then the competition world to people that feel that it's a bit more accessible. What I'm trying to get is that people, I want people to feel confident and comfortable Mm -hmm. by asking for critique and, and getting shot, getting best in show um, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, not completely overwhelmed by the grooming because sometimes, you yeah. know, I've spoke to many competitors and they've gone, "I was really good kelp but you know, I just always feel like I'm just hitting my head against a brick wall. Yeah. You know, there are outstanding groomers that come in and just take clean, clean sweep, and I'm like, oh, "That's great." And then I thought, well, actually, let's just switch up. I like to change. I like I'm a bit of a lone wolf with my crazy ideas and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I like to do things a little bit differently. and I thought, well, why not? Let's do it in the South West. Yeah, Just change things. So it's just different. I'm changing it again next year. Oh. All right. Um, so
0: t- tell us um, next year. So hmm. I don't, have you got a date set? I don't know if you've got a date Not set. yet.
1: But no. what I'm going to do is I'm going to have it in like a mansion house. A mansion <gasps> house. That sounds yes. very cool. So there's a very beautiful room called the Orangery here with two massive chandeliers. So I'm going to do it as an invite only competition. Wow. Um, so I'm changing it because the venue we had was lovely it was so big and I was like Mm -hmm. bigger's got to be better so much more room but it was lovely but it was almost the way that the flow of it was a bit disjointed for me the upstairs I I did go and crash on the sofas upstairs for an hour so yeah I was watching
0: but it just flopped
1: out on the sofa (laughs) yeah I I loved it it was great and I'm so I'm so proud of it and the fact that everyone like people came it was you know, we went up against a bloody royal family, the king getting cranked, yeah. <laughs> people still came. It's like, us hell, it was so don't worry
0: about that sort of thing. I, know, it's great.
1: I was overwhelmed actually, the amount of people that came and the amount of support, and everyone worked so hard. And like, I was just completely overwhelmed with that. But I thought actually, next year, because there's the thing is down, in, down here, because we've changed it to like a bit of a dog festival as well to get people through the door, so we're going to do like a little dog show and all that sort of business. But around here, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. So we we're also competing, not with just dog room competition, but we're also competing with, you know, the Big Bark. And there's other competitions yeah. around here. So I'm like, how can I change yeah. this? So I'm going to change it as in I'm going to go to this lovely little place called Charlton House in Shepherd Mallet. I'm going to go there and I'm going to know the people very well that own it. And we're going to put on the dog festival there. But we're going to use their orangery, which they use for weddings. And we're going to use that for Supergroom. So we're going to still have, because they've got lovely grounds, I mean, it's all very plush. They've got, like, Sounds
2: a, really nice. It.
1: Area where they do like fire pit barbecue and I mean it's gonna really be great. Twenty-eight rooms as well which you can all have your dogs in. So completely change it to a dog friendly hotel like a month. Wow. Kevin, this sounds
0: so exciting. Where, how know. do we keep up to date with this? How do we know when it's well, I mean, where do we look? What's we go
1: to as soon as I've got a date with them, um yeah. so I've got to make sure the whole I can hire the whole place, um then I will post it up. There's a lot there's a lot more other exciting things going on. Is that on, on
0: your super Groom Facebook page?
1: Super yeah. Facebook, I'll, I'll have it sort of pretty much over all the social media platforms, Or my Kelly Davis okay. official Instagram, over KD Groom, and I'll just have it over everything once okay. we've got dates. But how exciting is that? And an invitation yeah. only will mean it'll be very, the classes will be a lot smaller, and that mm-hmm. will be it. I won't be having like, you know, 12 in a class, that's not going to be happening, I don't know, seven, maybe, maximum.
0: Yeah, lovely little size, in,
1: that. Yeah, I'm not, not sure how I'm going to format it, but I'm just yeah. going to change it, because change it's got it to be... It's got to be a lot more special and i've got to not compete with the big boys around me so i can have um a mar- i've got a market friend as marquees. i can get into beautiful marquees of the grounds which i can do the dog friendly pet sh- the pet show like the dog show uh,
0: this just keeps getting better and better i think Isn't this is going to be amazing i can't wait i've been to everyone like so far champagne so i'm tent. missing next year i'll be there the bell's
1: on. <laughs> i think next year obviously if we've got the you know if we hire the whole hotel we can have maybe a barbecue and a dance and a di- I don't know I don't know maybe I might do a little event a little event um, you know an awards dinner for like local groomers I don't know yet but it's all going to be going on next year lots
0: going on new yeah, things yeah it's going to be a nice
1: smaller so more... keep your
0: eyes on the Supergroom page there. yeah
1: keep your eyes on groom. watch out for cool. those invites as well so yeah exciting so, stuff for next year
0: yeah I can't wait it sounds mm. absolutely brilliant um, yeah. and so moving on to our final round which is a bit yeah. more sort of mental healthy to do with the industry yeah um what is it about our industry that you think impacts on our mental
1: health the most so what I think about our industry that impacts on our on our mental health I think it's other people's opinions yeah Um, I think because we are very creative people creative and passionate people with a live animal I mean that those things together creates a massive ball of passion doesn't it create creativity an animal put it all together you've got a very passionate person a pet break passionate industry other people's opinions on what you're doing is absolutely fine as long as they're not negative and belittling and mean bit more respect towards each other in the way that we speak to each other how can we change that how can we change that we can change it by being honest with someone actually so -hmm. if someone's being negative about somebody else just being straight and honest and just saying do you know what that's out of line why don't Mm -hmm. you keep that opinion to yourself or do you realise what an effect that could have on that person? And just being flat out right. black and black and my husband's very black and white, which I've struggled with over the years. But actually as I'm getting older, I'm thinking, do you know what it doesn't really matter what other people say? If you're happy, life's far too short. Like everyone like around us t- sort of dies quite quickly over the years. And you think, wow, blind me, that could be my husband or that could be my mum you know, and I just think people are far too quick to judge and everyone should have a little bit more thought around what they say.
0: I think that's really good advice mm. and um how do you think social media impacts our mental health within the industry
1: again people's opinions um i think it's nice when people are being supportive on social media because not let's not just always think it's bad you know there's always sometimes a nice way of people being really supportive which yeah. i think is lovely and people are like oh don't worry about what anyone says and i love that i love the fact that people bigging each other up but also like if there is something you know like one of the things on social media I find that sort of gripes me is when someone has a tummy strap on a dog and they have it hoisted right up
0: oh yes
1: I wouldn't be on there going oh my god what are you doing you could cause into I would just send them a little nice little private message or give them a tinkle and say look hi hi so and so you know just if you're going to put stuff like just be aware and also if you're doing that day to day, you know you could cause internal bruising it's like really uncomfortable for the dog and they go oh do you know what Kel I just didn't think and then and then mm. okay so we're educating right so we're not yeah. actually being we're not and it's actually okay
0: like oh you know i'm trying to be friendly i, I wouldn't i would ever you. phone this anyone a little up. heads up but you yeah. know i've just noticed something i've noticed yeah and uh, i
1: know that rather than
0: be, messaging yeah. someone saying oh have you seen so-and-so's belly strap oh, oh look at no. i just you know,
1: no. i just think people are because we all forget ourselves sometimes with things like I swear quite a lot. I'm not going to lie. And sometimes <laughs> I'm swearing and, you know, and, and sometimes think, Oh God, stop swearing in front of the staff because they'll think it's okay to do that as well. Right. Yeah. So everyone needs reining in at some point and that's fine. You know, like I said, we're all humans, but to, 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 do that. So social media is great. It's great for promoting your business. It's great for showing off your grooms, but also, you know, you've got the negative side of it where people can be quite mean or, yeah. you know, slagging you off behind your back, sending pictures to other people screenshotting it and all that nonsense. I mean, where they've got the time to do all that is beyond me because I haven't even got time to have a cup of tea half the time, let <laughs> alone you know <laughs> worrying about screenshotting other people's work. But yeah, I'm with your food. with your
0: teaching and your grooming, yeah, and, I know. Organising the shows rescue and the families. Else. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine half a cup of tea would be quite nice. I should think. Yeah,
1: right. This is actually quite nice to sit down and talk for a bit. I've got a bit yeah. of me time. I've just recently oh, become a granny as you. well, so I'm um, <laughs> I'm pretty busy at the moment. <laughs>
0: so what gives you the biggest sense of pride in your job as a groomer
1: gaining a dog's trust yeah that is definitely it for me it doesn't matter like creativity like I mean obviously taking a matted dog down is always a nice feeling but sometimes it's not because they have a different reaction to what you'd expect right so for me so I do a lot of rescue dogs Mm
2: -hmm.
1: for me is having a dog in and then being quite scared being brought over on a boat or having a bit of a you know rubbish time and then coming in with me and i'm sat on the floor with them and i'm just spending 10 minutes with them, sending them out having them back in the week later walking them around come sit in the office for me like ones that are really really petrified or really nasty actually <clears> a lot <throat> of nasty dogs um just and it's the stupidest things like people just don't think like i had a dog once that someone was, was clipping her own dog with a blunt blade it was oh, a spinoni and this dog swung around and her face was in my face and she had her teeth out and she's like because i as soon as i popped the clippers on her back she's an old lady who was clipping it um and she spun around and I was like it's all right and I thought I said to her mum have you been using blunt blades on her and she was like oh yeah should like my boyfriend pins her down and I just just drag it for a coat and I was like please stop I said you've basically been torturing your dog <laughs> so I did get and she said oh my god you're amazing I said I'm not amazing it's just common sense why would you do that she said, well I didn't think yeah. it would really hurt so said, I've been able to do that dog with it trusting me saying it's all right because it's obviously a natural reaction was to just swing around and be like you know, after being pinned down, oops, what about but yeah, what I mean, what's that about? Yeah, and I
0: think do. there's a lot of owners that do groom their dogs at home, and they don't read the stress signals like we do. So uh, it, when you do get those dogs eventually yeah. coming to the salon because the owners can't actually cope anymore, yeah, um, that is definitely going to cause a decent amount definitely. of stress. And to so be I, able to calm that dog down and rectify it, and yeah. you know, gradually, gra- gradually gain its trust. I, um, I can when, totally see i, I love you're the feeling when they look
1: look in your eyes and you're doing something you know i know two months ago you would not let me do this and they look at you and you're like it's all right buddy you're all right i got you and it's yeah. like oh that 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 makes my heart ache with, with yeah you see your face
0: I enough and everything
1: yeah. Yeah. definitely yeah
0: and so on the other end what frustrates you most at work um who knows
1: i just think um we still have to spend a lot of time educating <laughs> I people i think it's the most
0: <laughs> common answer
1: <laughs> yeah we just have to spend a lot of time educating people and sometimes people human beings don't like to listen because they know best because it's their dog i get that you know i'm not trying to tell people how to bring up their dogs but however if you're going to bring them to me for a service then you've got to, you've got to take some responsibility with things you're doing so i think that is, is a little bit frustrating mm-hmm. sometimes when people blatantly lie to your face and you're like they lie to themselves I think they're just in denial for what they yeah. what they're not doing and I just think do you know what that's fine mm-hmm. like I had a cat in the other day and it was riddled in fleas and I'm not kidding riddled like nests upon nests upon yeah. nests oh. on a cat oh,
2: no. and she
1: she brought in before I've evacuated the whole building so I've got a separate building but I have to fumigate the whole lot I charge her for it mind she mm-hmm. come in with this cat and she said I know it's got fleas and I went do you know what if I can just give that cat some sort of alleviation, and then we have to go through the whole rigmarole for her, doing her home, going to the vets so, again, because the, I need to get rid of all these fleas. I mean, it's disgusting. It took three, yeah. three hours, and the cat was loving it. It was like mm, being like we were like monkeys, you know, and he was loving it. It was the cat was actually, I was like it was enjoying being you know deflea. It was lovely. It was yeah. great. I was, well, of course, I tried, I it's probably it. not, not going to be comfortable, is it? If someone's going to pay me to deflee their cat, then that's what I'm going to you know stand there and do. That's great. I don't mind that because it's. But it means then the cat was going back into the home, everything was sorted and everything was sprayed. And you know, I think she was putting him somewhere else before she had the house fumigated. But you know, when you're like, wow, that's frustrating. Mm. <laughs> when she really comes in, and goes, yeah, you know, the cat, yeah, I know it's got fleas again. It's like, come on, come on, we've been here before. Try <laughs> you know? a little bit better than that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, sometimes
0: you do get repeat offenders, and the people don't even, it's not like they're even nasty people. Some of them are actually quite pleasant oh, customers, and I you know. just think, why? I just yeah. don't understand.
1: I know, um, it is a bit sad. And so,
0: but... outside of work, um, what do you like to do to switch your brain off and what makes you forget about work to relax?
1: Um, I don't really ever forget about work, to be fair. I am a little bit of <laughs> a workaholic, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and otherwise. I one. think of work in every single concept <laughs> of my life. Yeah. Um, but I love to be down with the horses, the rescue yes. ponies, because we run a rescue little gems and i love grooming them so still grooming bloody animals um i just love spending time with them making picking up making sure they're all comfortable and happy assessing them doing a bit of training with them poo um, picking the fields doing the fencing you know all the stuff we've got to do muck out the stables yeah that's kind of and i know like you know still looking after animals and grooming them but i don't know i just find it's just I'm... getting
0: out in the fresh air and doing something different yeah. isn't it getting on with a job
1: and i exercise as well i do like body balance and Pilates and yoga because we've got like the membership at this lovely place Charlton House that I said so we go oh, I wow. go there and I try to make sure I do that at least twice a week because you know it's just being in the water I find helps me because especially if I've groomed and my shoulders are really tight and get this sort of jets on your shoulders mm-hmm. so that that for me actually where I had my physio last time she said that's been your tonic going to this place should having the water and doing a bit of yoga it's just change your body completely which I wow. find fascinating because if you do that twice a week over three months how much stress is alleviated through doing yoga doing slight med- i love med- meditating but my brain's so crazy all the time i don't really yeah. give myself a chance to think so when i do yoga or you know this body balance at the end they do try and put you into some sort of meditative state and a few times i've relaxed into the floor and i'm like wow how did you do that
0: <laughs> yeah it's
1: where i've time i've been trying it you know
0: yeah I, th- I think that these exercises and these types of um clubs and that you can go to do really help and having someone guiding you as well kind of must help as well i think meditation i said this to yitka the other week it's just it's something i've never really got around to doing but like you just said my brain is so busy the idea of sitting and doing nothing
1: that's how we've got to change our thought process right because we're not actually doing anything we're giving our brains a rest and we're stopping ourselves from being consumed like emptying it almost so I'm kind of, people are trying mm-hmm. to talk to me about it and a lot of people have said I've got to do trans, transcendental meditation because I'm a bit crazy upstairs and I'm like, what even is that? So I need to look into the meditation room a little it. bit more. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe when I've when I got time.
0: Well, I actually heard on um, another podcast that I listened to um, mm. that... There is types of meditation that you can do with actually more upbeat music rather than the calm oh, okay. panpipes and mountain that music and good. that
1: sort of thing. Because we both dance, that connection to music, that would be more yeah. meditative for me. You know.
0: And I think some types of some types of music like flood your brain with thoughts, but then other mm. types kick all the thoughts out because you've just got that yeah. beat of that music there, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. So, um, we might be on something, something here. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look into that one. I think maybe. Busy headed. Um, yeah busy-headed people so um I think that's all of the questions I had set out for you today is there anything that you would like to
1: add yeah so there's like something I've I've found recently is um which I just thought would be nice it'd be interesting for people to hear is the more successful you get or the more you push yourself in life the more things you do and the more you're looking like you're being progressive and you know and actually just loving life I do really enjoy my life start to act a bit weird around you and I don't mean to be mean, but people start to be distant from you. And mm-hmm. I find it very it hurts a lot actually because it's people that I've generally been close to over the years that have been supportive. And then when you're, you know, I brought out my little clothing range and got some scissors and got some products and then well, obviously won the TV show and people start to act weird around you. I don't know how else it's like a mm-hmm. form of jealousy. And I'm not right. one to show off. Yeah, it's interesting, Carlo. Actually, which but, is
0: weird because you're not what I'd class as a personality who has changed at all. I and mean, I've known you. At all. I mean, I've probably known you what six years. Yes, yeah. must be about six years. And I find everything um, you've it, done to achieve. I, I don't think you
1: have changed. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I haven't changed. You're still course, Kelly. But yeah. people are have changed around me, and I think I said to my husband, "Is it me? Am I overthinking it?" And he's like, "No." He said that people are acting. Um, odd around you like you put up something on social media no one comments on it and you're like why before everyone would comment oh well done like, like and you're like okay that's mm. fine I'll just leave it there and that's fine but it's always interesting to think that other people have still got stuff going on in their lives you know I don't I'm actually quite private now on, on social media I've actually taken a step back from posting my personal life because just because I don't want people knowing what, what I'm doing all the time because people mm. are um you know judgmental um and I think to people just to stop and think before they open their mouths and if they're if they're going to say something about someone just to think think just be just just to be nice and say something a bit a bit kinder than what they yeah say. I mean I don't not that I've had anyone say anything bad about me I'm sure there are there are people that have said things it
0: is things a funny old industry and... though isn't it you see it in the you see yeah. it in the competition ring and you see it in yeah. the ring as well I think yeah I think definitely competitions and animals you sort of everyone sort of picks you up and looks yeah. after you when you're at the beginning but then as you proceed through you yeah. gradually find out who your real friends are and the ones that it's are going to stay around and the ones it's that actually more, on it, it, you. it hurts
1: more than anything because you think oh wow these people have always been really supportive of me yeah Yet now you're being you're being odd and you're giving me this vibe and it's not even it's not even like they say anything it's just that sometimes they just they give you the brush off and you're like
0: yeah
1: oh that wasn't that wasn't very called for
0: yeah, you know? I've certainly come across that and I'm, I've am i not done half as many things as you have but I, yeah. I know from being a, a brand new groomer to being someone yeah. who's sort of like a, a regular face, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm having a
1: podcast now. You'll so, start well. to find people may, <laughs> maybe start being a bit, you know, I don't
0: know, it's but, weird. I don't know, I, I just think that you, you do gradually find out who the ones are that you need by you and sometimes when you find people that are not bringing positive things to your life or over time you learn, don't you? And it is sad. Definitely. I've... I've it definitely hurt me at times when people yeah. have sort of wandered off or whatever and you think well what's that all about what have I done yeah. what have I said and and then you look within yourself like you say over time and you give it a bit of space to heal and that yeah. and you look back and you think well actually no I,
1: I didn't do anything, anything. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a funny no. but it's human beings isn't it I mean human beings just do my head in sometimes but I just think everyone's got to remember yeah. that everyone is just you know doing their own thing getting on with their own life and I always think that if I was to die tomorrow, what would people put on my gravestone? Or Kelly Davis, she ran a groomer, she had her two children, she looked after horses. At least people would be able to say now, oh my God, she friggin' loved life. She was out just, just, just owning it and really loving her life. That's and it, it. And I, I think, think I've heard
0: I think I've heard a saying um, from another groomer a long time ago. I can't remember who it actually was. Um, I quite like it. Run your own race.
1: Yeah, that's a good one yeah
0: you know it's it's so easy to look at other people and what they're yeah. up to and what they're definitely. not up to and who is there and who isn't there and what yeah. they're saying and what they're not saying don't worry about it run your yeah. own race run
1: your own you race know, that's a champion good one
0: yourself and then when it comes yeah. to your friends they're running their own race as well and support yeah, them definitely
1: that. that's so. a good one i like that run your own race Pack yourself on back <laughs>
0: yeah oh well thank you very much for coming oh, on today, Kelly. i've had a really nice chat with you i've really I enjoyed having you me. on Oh, thank you so much, Carlo. Lovely to chat. You too. Bye. Take care. Bye. What a nice way to spend my Monday morning that was. Kelly is always such a pleasure to talk to. She's always dreaming up new ideas and that's what sets her show, Supergroom, apart. Next year sounds amazing and I'll be there supporting as I've not missed one yet. She has some great advice for any of you who are debating jumping in the ring for the first time. I also remembered that quote, run your own race, was from the lovely Barbara Prakow. I will put all of Kay's details regarding Supergroom and her training school in the show notes. Next week's show we have something a bit different and it will be released on Monday. The following week though we'll be back to Friday as normal. But for now enjoy your weekend. Cheerio!